welcome to Wonder Pod, episode 179, marching steadily for 200 and possibly beyond. You never know. Speaking of beyond, we are only two souls this week. We're not beyond them. We haven't left them, but there's only two of us is essentially what I'm trying to say. Um, joining me this week, as he always does when Glacenator runs for it, it's John. Hey, hey, everybody. Yeah, just a two-man show. Glace is like the, the the fabled Snuffleupagus. Sometimes he's here, sometimes he's not. He's not even giving us... you, you got to wonder if there's... you got to wonder if there's a love interest involved. He's not even giving us reasons this time. <laughs> Give me shit about not listening to the show he did. I am, motherfucker. Let's see if you listen to this. <laughs> I know John does, so I won't do this when he's not here. <laughs> I have me. I have one ear open all the time. Remember that. Well, yeah, and as much as he's usually pointing it at you, now I've got a Twitter bird dog. And those when I've been, I can't do it. I can't hide. Yeah, I can, but it's not easy. Um, we're gonna do what we've been playing, but I think it's pretty much reruns this week. So if you want to skip ahead about fifteen minutes. By all means, <laughs> you you got to understand something, folks. At, at times, even if you have the financial wherewithal to purchase new games, sometimes you just don't. As much as we joke a lot of times about the pile of shame, sometimes you just work through the pile of shame. Sometimes you get hung on old games and go back to them and... and you know, I, I think unless you're being paid for podcasting about gaming, having a new game to share each week would be almost impossible. Don't you? Yeah, think? definitely, definitely. I, I I take a long time to finish games, and I, and I know it, and which is why I talk about the same one <laughs> for several weeks on end. Well, and also too, I, I mean, I like the style that you do because your your opinion of the game tends to modify as you play through it more. Um, which is something I'm trying to, to adopt to myself, but it's not really easy for me anyway. Uh, but I've tried to find different things and new games to play and, and things of that nature just to have content, but it's almost impossible unless you have a lot of money to spend on games. And then you'd have to actually play things that you're pretty damn certain you're not going to like. Just, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> I mean, I bet there's some days in a reviewer's inbox where, <clears throat> you know, when they don't have a lot of control over what they get to play and not, where they just go, oh, shit. Because, mm -hmm. you know, the ones that the, the ones that attempt to be objective and aren't, scoring on a 7 to 10 scale or have their head stuffed up Sony or Microsoft or EA or Activision's ass <laughs> is advertising dollars. Um, yeah. Well, I'll give an example. There's a, there's, there's a podcast, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plug someone else's podcast, but there's a show called uh, Radio, Radio Free Nintendo, and those guys are a Nintendo-dedicated podcast for a site called um, Nintendo World Report. And those guys uh, do reviews and previews, and they go to E3 and they report on everything, and it's all for free. It's all, 
it's all you know you know voluntary and uh yeah and those guys you know like i said they're nintendo dedicated so just think about how many nintendo games come out that are really good but then how many games that show up on ds whether that be in the e-shop or on the shelves on 3ds and, and regular you know the original wii and stuff that are just garbage and th- those guys <laughs> pretty well review everything so uh, you know that they they do what you just said you know they take the good and the bad and uh, and try to give it a fair shake, even though they know it's probably crap. Well, there's got to be a... I mean, for guys like that, and, and uh, by the way, plugging another podcast here. I'm not saying this for John's information. You should know it full well. Plugging another podcast here is, a, <laughs> no, is no problem there. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, there's got to be a there's got to be a limit, though, that they even they go to. You know, like... Um, well, he's not the most popular right now because the guy with his hand up his ass is a little bit of was a little bit of a dick. But uh, you know, like Elmo teaches typing for DS is probably something they you know pass on by. I mm. wonder how far they go into the true kiddie games, which is what Nintendo's always been, you know, about. Or or how many of them do they actually play through just to see? Mm-hmm. So so um. First thing I want to hear about, so maybe you could talk about this first, and then we could uh, uh, we could <clears throat> share a little or, or talk a little bit about it specifically. I, again, I was in a game doing something or t- talking to somebody on my phone, and I saw you found one of the journey dudes. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is the thing I was going to speak speak about first. Well, it's funny because a lot of times I know why it, it struck me as odd, or I didn't understand it at first. Mm-hmm. Was because it when it comes up on a mobile phone, not sure if it works this way that with iPhone, but it does with Android. Uh, it tells you like the 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 actual text of the message will flash across the screen, and it shows a little icon for Facebook. And all I saw was one of the Journey dudes didn't make it, and I'm <laughs> like, the band, the <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm like, what the hell is that? And so, like, you know, I'm clicking, 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 trying to get to my Facebook to figure out what the hell's going on. Yeah, I was uh, I was playing Guacamelee, and and uh, there was a cameo by one of the characters from the game Journey, the one on PlayStation Network that we've talked about a couple times. Uh, you know, you're you're the you look you look kind of like one of those hooded guy you know hooded guys from the original Star Wars. Uh, you know that trek across the desert and climb the mountain at the end of the game. So, in this in Guacamelee, the second last uh, level, or yeah, I guess level is uh, is you climbing a mountain. So you go inside the mountain, you come back outside, you run up up the side to the top. And um, as I mentioned before, you you can switch the 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 game between two two uh, worlds. So you're the land of the living and the land of the dead, and the land of the dead tends to be a little creepier. You know, posters go from a pictures of a picture of a guy to a picture of a skeleton, that kind of stuff, right? So I'm at the top of this mountain, and I just happen to switch over to the to the dead land of the dead just to see, because sometimes it's interesting how they change up the art design and stuff. So I uh, I flipped it over, and I happen to run past the snow. Like the mountain goes from no snow to snow in the in the land of the dead, and face down. Uh, dead in in the snow was one of the journey guys with these little 
uh, you know, his scarf blowing in the breeze. He doesn't move. He doesn't do anything. He just sits there, or, or lie, I should say, lies there. And uh, yeah, it was kind of sad. <laughs> I guess it's a you know, as I mentioned, there's so many nods to to other games, including other independent games. And though I don't know if Journey's how independent Journey is really, since it was published by Sony, but but I guess it's a you know a nod to fellow fellow developers by having their character show up, uh, you know. On the, on the game, it was it was interesting. I said on Twitter that the the Journey guys must get around because they make a cameo in the Unfinished Swan that I played a couple couple months ago, and uh, in this place where you you get on a telescope and you point it at a, I think it's a hill or a mountain, and and you, if you zoom in far enough, sure enough, you can see two two uh, two, two Journey guys in the distance. So it's uh, it's pretty cool, you know, little cameos like that. It, it, it was kind of sad, though. I was like, oh, the poor little guy. Like <laughs> That game is so much about hope and, and persistence and making it to the end. <laughs> well, I've often wondered now if you could make a multiplayer-type deal where everybody has... Like, it's a multiplayer game, and where everybody starts out like in a match, as many people as you could fit. In the world of Journey. And then as people go on, like say somebody's got to go. So they log out and that's where their little dude dies. And <laughs> it's just this, it's 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 almost, you know, it's a, li- it's a little creepy and warped. But just this kind of. <clears throat> just, like, just like getting your plug pulled while you're in the Matrix. Right. And and I often wonder what, it, well, you, we wouldn't even have to make it a multiplayer event. Just show you know, like, people where they quit mm-hmm. for the day or whatever. I, I thought later on that there was an, you know, some stuff they could have added to Journey. You know, whether you want to go as morbid as making them dead when they log out, uh, it doesn't really matter. It's just more of, you know, showing how many actually exist in the world. Hey, you're not really pushing up the load count too much, I don't think. Well, even if it was like uh, something was left behind, like a flower or something like that, that that signified this is where someone fell or or quit, or well, I suppose it's possible. Something like that, rather than actually having the the physical character there. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Well, I. It's funny because actually one of the things I get a kick out of. Uh, in uh, Age of Conan, that MMO I've been playing, when when you die, you lose a little bit of stats for like an hour, mm-hmm. and you leave behind a gravestone. Okay. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because a lot of times you'll be going through an area where you shouldn't be running around by yourself, and you'll see that the mobs are gone or the monsters are gone, and all of a sudden you'll find this gravestone in the road. <laughs> like, they only mm-hmm. got so far in trying to run it solo or weren't very careful running it solo, and, <laughs> and they fell over right there. <laughs> so, um, other than Guacamelee, what, what, what other things have you been running around through? Um, Peter and I have been playing through Wind Waker HD, a little bit. Uh, it's 
I just wanted to mention there's one little gameplay improvement that I've noticed so far. I mean, there, there, I'm, I know there are more to come, but one that I didn't realize and maybe I should have expected it. And it's a simple little thing. It's not a big deal, but it's, it's that you don't need to stop uh, your swinging if you're on a rope or, or, or uh, um, you know, swinging from platform to platform. Uh, you don't have to stop in order to change direction. On, on the GameCube one, you had to, you had to hold the right trigger and make Link stop swinging, and then turn him to the direction you wanted, and then make him swing again. Now it's all free, a free swing, and you can change your your direction on the fly. Um, you know, not a big deal, but it's certainly less annoying. <laughs> so that you know, I'm sure that's one of many little tweaks and stuff that they're going to have in that game. Still gorgeous, and you know, really, I, I'm I'm surprised that I'm enjoying jumping back into it from the beginning again. Uh, Wanda gives me some shit about it. <laughs> She's like, "You don't mind playing it again, even though you, you know, you're almost to the end of the of the GameCube one." And you know, we're kind of close to the end, but we're kind of not. And you know, we're at that part. We hit that that uh, that slow part. Where we're trying to get all the pieces of the Triforce. Whereas in in this one, when we if we when we hit it again, it's only I think it's only three pieces you have to collect or three stops. Rather than rather than six, I think it's six. So it you know it it shortens that up a bit and get to the end. I, I kind of it's it's usually I'm not so superficial as to to prefer one graphics over another, but oh man, this game is pretty, <laughs> really pretty. And uh, finally, speaking of Zelda, I will bring up something that that Bruce was a part of on Twitter. Where I was at work, uh, actually, I should back up a little bit. Um, Club Nintendo for for this month or or half a month, whatever whatever it is, uh, as part of their promotion, uh, if you re- you know their Club Nintendo game promotion, where if you if you register games and systems, you get you collect these coins. If you have enough coins, you can trade them in for um, you know bullshit like p- tote bags and and stylus and and this kind of stuff, but. But every month they have a, a, a small selection of games that you can you can buy, and they're, and they're normally download. You know, you get a download code, whether that is whether that is to download to your 3DS or or original Wii. They haven't had any Wii U ones yet specifically, but but anyway. Um, so this week uh, I noticed that they had the original Legend of Zelda from the NES uh, up there for uh, I think it was 150 coins. So I had the coins to spare, so I got it, and I thought it was would be cool to have it portable. And I, I told our old buddy Roger about it, and he was tempted by it too. I don't know if he got it or not, but but anyway, uh, at work uh, was it yesterday or day before? I think it was yesterday. Hold on, let me check. Uh, maybe it was the day before because I played it. I played it a bit last night. So so the day before, you know, yeah, Roger two I, days ago. Yeah, Roger and I were talking about it, and and he found out one of my gaming uh, shames, I guess, is that I haven't. I've never finished the original the original Legend of Zelda, and he was absolutely flabbergasted uh, by the fact that 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 was so. And so he he went on Twitter to post about it and told Bruce specifically <laughs> to revoke my podcast license, my video game podcast license, because I hadn't finished it. And I think he was pretty proud that he had and I hadn't, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> well, I'm gonna be blunt uh, in two ways. Uh, uh... First off, it's amusing to be a part of you and Roger's Twitter battles, rap battles, as I was calling them a minute ago. But Roger also needs to be 
uh, informed that uh, I was in the middle of something, and it's like <laughs> I want to respond, but I'm fucking busy. You know, and it, it, uh, I mean, it was video game related. Don't get me wrong; it was not nothing serious business, or I wouldn't have been responding at all. But um, the second thing is, is I know I've beaten it, but there's two caveats to that, and there has to be. It's not that I'm trying to oh look at me, I'm clever and honest. I don't give a fuck. It's that was so long ago. <laughs> yeah, I haven't a clue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, and second, and I, I, I oftentimes wonder if we'd work this way today. Uh, the the cousin of mine that I've mentioned a few times on the show and I used to take turns playing those games because there was only one NES. That's right, kids. Back in the olden wagon wheel days, you know, there was no fucking co-op. There was no multiplayer for you to increase your EP size from minuscule to tiny. Uh, you know, there was, ju- <laughs> there was just one player, um, and rare occasions, two players, but in a lot of the Nintendo two player games back then, <laughs> it was taking turns. <laughs> well, not only that, but it, when it was both players on the screen, you had to be, you know, you had to worry about the fall off the edge of the screen and die insanity. Mm. Uh, you know, and so I would bet that we probably played it together. That is the other caveat mm-hmm. to me. And I guess the final thing Roger should know if he hasn't figured it out by now, suffering or forcing himself to suffer through the show every week, as there are no gaming golden cows to me. I mean, there are things I'm pretty happy I took part in, but I don't know. In one respect, I guess I'm, I guess I'm lucky in that I grew up a PC gamer. So a lot of those Nintendo thresholds that you had to get past when you were, you know, a, a Nintendo fan, I never had to worry about. Mm-hmm. In a lot of cases, especially as you got into the late 90s and early 2000s, it was how many dudes did I shoot in the face last night? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And even when I was semi-competitive about uh, first-person shooter gaming, it really was not my top priority. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, when, I, when I was a kid, um, we had... I had an NES, and and the the Zelda game that my, that that was bought for me as a gift was uh, Zelda Two: The Adventure of Link. Right. So I I played through that all the way to to the end and stuff, but for whatever reason I just never got you know the original Zelda. I played it. I think I played it one time when my cousin came home for uh, like like a summer vacation, and he stayed at our house for a couple of days, and and we mucked around with it a bit, and he had gotten so far in it and stuff. But I, yeah, I, did, I, I never played it to completion, and I, I've, I mean, I've always wanted to. I, I already had a copy of it, to be honest. I had it on a on a, on a GameCube uh, Zelda Zelda collector's disc that I you know, could have popped in at any time and played it, but I just just didn't do it. So, but this uh, this 3DS version, you know, I can take it on the go now and uh, and play it and play it. So it's it's pretty cool. I uh, I actually played on my lunch break today. I played it for a bit. I played the first dungeon that I, that Roger was right. I, I I didn't know where it was, and um, and because uh, <laughs> I, I I when I first started it off, I went I went and got the sword in that first little little cave, and then I went I went east and kept on going east, and I and I didn't end up really anywhere until I died about four screens over because I wasn't used to the combat to tell you the truth. Because in the, the original in the original Legend of Zelda, it's kind of kind of weird in that. You hit somebody with your sword, they don't always recoil away from you when you hit them, and sometimes they keep coming at you, so you kind of have to really stick and move and 
and sometimes yeah, I I would forget that. So I <laughs> when I, even when I played that first du- uh, dungeon today over, during my lunch break, um, I died a couple times, and uh, I was a bit pissed off at that. <laughs> it's like wow, I'm 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 gone. I've gone soft apparently. So, but I got it. I finished it. I beat the the dragon. I got my 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 weak ass uh, boomerang and my bow that I can't uh, my, my bow that I can't use because I don't have any frigging arrows. Like imagine like, this seems so backwards. Like I went to that first dungeon. Like in every Zelda game, you go into the dungeon, you find the the magic item that gets you know, allows you to beat the the bad guy or or progress through the through the 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 the, the, uh, the dungeon. And then, as it turns out, you don't you don't use it at, at all. Like you can't you can't you can't even select it, even though you have it. Because you don't have any arrows, and nobody drops arrows. There are no, there is no, there is no um, treasure chest to open to find arrows, or or grass to cut, or or pots to smash. There's, like, there's nothing. <laughs> so it's you know it's it's the first Zelda, so you know it's going to be bare bones, I guess. But I was just, I just found it pretty funny and 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 different than what you get you know now. Well, I mean. <clears throat> Again, and I've talked about this a thousand times, so I'll make it short and sweet. You know, younger gamers should be forced to play older games at times. Mm-hmm. You know, like some kind of punishment system. You get to run in your yap hole too much on re-edit, track the IP, take an NES over to them, make them play, you know, Wild yeah, Arms. Use Ninja, Ninja Gaiden 2, go. Yeah, or the original, or um, uh, Bad Dudes. The original Bad Dudes was pretty annoying. Even more so because it was a fighting game for me. Uh, what the hell was that other one? The original Ghosts and Goblins, mm-hmm. Contra. Um, there's still one I'm missing. You know, I it, it just it's one of the uh, you know it's just one of those things that it's there's games that are still hard today, Demon Souls and all that, but there's a lot of games. You know, uh, we played back then that that just, and it's not a oh our era was so much tougher. It's just it, we didn't have the technology. Mm-hmm. You didn't have the advancements you have now in game, game, you know, in games. Well, I think I think there was still a bit of a uh, arcade mentality when in those in those early days of video games. You know, like meant to be tough and 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 take your quarters, but at a home console, there's no quarters. It's, it's just tough. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I mean, <clears throat> I'm not 100% sure, certain that the three lives mentality shouldn't come back. You know, but mm-hmm. it, it's so funny anytime anybody mentions permadeath. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I think internally, I would have to bet that Mojang, the people that made Minecraft, had to have a lot of hand-wringing sessions before they decided, or before Notch just overruled them all and decided to put permadeath in Minecraft. Because it's not so much, especially in a sandbox game like that, you know, it's not so much that you died. It's everything you worked on is gone. Permadeath means permanent. Yep. You know. um, In fact, to get into what I've been playing, I've been playing more Feed the Beast, and well, I'm never sure we're going to get Glacinator on board. Um, uh, his reasoning last week that mods break, blah, 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 was a little weak, and we'd already been battering at each other about my not listening and him not reading. 
so I decided not to say anything. But truthfully, it takes vanilla Minecraft and then gives you just a whole bunch of new shit to get hooked on. Mm-hmm. The only downside I'm having to it is the fact that once you get a certain amount of the mods working right and you get a certain amount of the automated machines working right, you kind of have to pay a certain amount of attention to them or shut the whole system down if you want to go explore or do something else. So I'm trying to find... I'm still really enjoying it, as is uh, my friend that, that started the server. Um, but you kind of got to find a way to balance between having fun with Minecraft and making it too grindy. I think that's partially what these mods have added. You could really make it grindy, like Worm, like something like that, if you wanted to. There's literally so much to do in there. It's just insane. Mm-hmm. You know, and and to, to Glacinator's point, there's some truth to it, because uh, somebody today was saying something about, uh, wow, there's all these errors that load up when you're watching the load screen. Well, yeah, but it, it, it works. You know, the, the, the bulk majority of it works. But also, because there's more work involved, the natural deaths that occur in Minecraft become much more uh, infuriating or frustrating. I wasn't as frustrated as Glacinator's famous Dungeon Run Minecraft episode, but I failed to take into account some of the equipment that I was using when I went to the Nether. That's the hell thing overheats and I killed myself and I, I either got shoved into lava or I killed myself. It's still not a hundred percent clear what the hell happened and who I was down there with wasn't standing within visual range. So it, uh, you know, I, I just couldn't tell from my screen, but then it took me a while to get back. And so all of this equipment that took me quite a bit of time and quite a bit of resources to make was gonzo. Hmm. But that's also the nice thing about it. If you want to get into the technology stuff, into the engine stuff, and the the more futuristic stuff, you can. But the other thing, too, I, and it's something I want to build on from last week, is if you want to play vanilla Minecraft, just build and mine and do all that, they've added so many new different types of wood and block and stone and things and doors and all kinds of stuff that you could play vanilla Minecraft but with new building blocks that will give you new ideas to create with. You know, uh, one of the folks, one of the group I play with today said it's like uh, the original Minecraft was a Lego game, and now they've added all this Fisher Price stuff. And I'm not sure Fisher Price is the correct term, but it's almost like they took a Lego game and smashed it into something a little more modern, like, I don't know, SimCity. <laughs> you know, uh, it, it's. It's really odd. I, I'm hoping uh, to be able to shoot a video this weekend to just at least show off some of it um, before the server gets too massive. Because that was kind of the problem that came with filming the LFT server. Can I ask you a quick question about Minecraft? Sure. You know how several months ago I talked about my first experience with the game and and being dropped in a stark environment and having to survive and right you know, yeah is that is that still the case with after all these 
all these uh, additions and updates and stuff. Is is the game the same or is it much different? Because honestly, I, I really haven't picked it up much. And if and you, I know you guys play multiplayer and stuff, but I, as far as the single player goes, if you're brand new to it, like like you've only played it once or twice, so if you updated it to one point six, point four, I think, or point two, somewhere in there. I know it's one point six, and you started playing today, the beginning is still the beginning. You know, you can't just run up to a horse and grab it to make life easier. You have to know how to craft some things. You can't just, you know, instantly get yourself... I mean, you're still... When you're first in the game... And to be quite honest, that's kind of what this this Feed the Beast pack has done, too. You know, you still have that fear factor. I, the first time I was playing Minecraft, I think before Glacinator even bought it. Um, or I knew Glace as well. I, I, dude, I was living in a cave... I was like a damn Taliban in Afghanistan. Like, I, I'm living in dirt, fearful of anything that's outside as soon as it gets dark. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's probably changed from when I played it in it, when I first started playing it in Alpha, is beds. If you can figure out how to make a bed fairly quick, that will make your life much easier. Like, my standard thing, when I'm, when I'm, huh? Really? A bed? Yeah, you make a bed, you go to bed, and it turns it from day to night. Oh. Now the caveat to that is anymore is the fact that if there's monsters too close, if you're not quick enough, you can't go to sleep. Which was a nice way to end up finally doing it because what would happen before they got beds perfected is you'd go to bed and you'd get woke up being shot in the face by a, a skeleton. <laughs> or attacked by a zombie. Now they were never quite mean enough to make it spawn in a creeper. I heard rumors that it happened, but I that before they fixed quote unquote or patched beds, I, I got woke up a t- dozen or more times because I was always wanting to switch it from day to night. Uh, but the thing is, is uh, like when I start, I instantly look for the stuff to make a bed, wood, and coal, mm-hmm. or enough wood to make charcoal, and then I tunnel into a hill. And get my basic kit together. Takes me maybe 15-20 minutes. Depending on if I'm screwing around or not. And I'm talking vanilla Minecraft. I'm not talking anything with mods. Um, although the first two, day, first two days on the mod server were pretty much the same thing. Because you're trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Uh, or what you know what crazy shit you can do. Um, right. And, and, and so th- that fear factor really gets taken out of it. The, when I have the fear factor today, it's more of exploring the massive caverns they've added. You know, or knowing that you, you know, I've got like 10 diamonds and 20 gold and 60 redstone, which in vanilla Minecraft is a hell of a haul. How do I get back up to the top without getting killed? You get, So you'll get little fear spikes. But as a brand new player... Because how to make beds is not obvious unless you look it up on a wiki, uh, it would still be fearful. My suspicion would be is if you jumped in and started playing, you would probably spend two or three nights in a little three to five by five block hole in a wall, in a cave or mountain wall somewhere, listening to a bunch of scary noises and Mm -hmm. having a little what we call noob portal, or that's what I call it, so you can see when it turns daylight. Right, and then wait until you hear everything that you know, because like skeletons and zombies catch on fire when you go outside, uh, or when 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 daylight comes up. 
but here's the funny thing, too, that they've added, I think, and I, I've seen it in both vanilla and in the modded versions. The skeletons now are smart enough that they'll kind of hang out under trees where it's shady. Mm-hmm. So even when you come out of your little hidey hole, if you don't have a bed, you got to kind of peek around, you know. But that's kind of the the, the point of it. I mean, in, in survival mode, it, it's about surviving. And I can tell you that if you started playing and only played every once in a while, that fear of starting a new world, starting a new map, would not go away for probably a good six months. Right. You know, for me today, I mean, it's it's more about, okay, I've got this plan. I'm going to look for this biome. I'm going to do this this time. You know, uh, it, it, it's there's still fear there at times and frustration when you die carrying a hell of a haul or something to that effect. But it, it, it's not the same as when you're new. But believe me, the... That sensation from when I was new is enough is still with me enough that I, I am by no I have by no means forgotten it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, it's uh, how old's Peter now? Uh, three and a half. About another year, probably at most, and you might try introducing him to that. Because right. in one respect, what my friend said earlier today about being being Lego, you know, you could turn it on peaceful. No monsters. Mm-hmm. It really is virtual Lego, and, and 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 you're only limited by your by a, a certain building restrictions, which it's a block game, you know, right? Uh, and, and your imagination. I mean, some of the stuff Glacinator's been able to come up with is just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, my ego stays intact by saying to myself that he's an art student, so. Uh, that's why he can design all these crazier things that I don't seem to be able to. It's bullshit, but gets me by. Um, you know, so I mean, that's and that's that's why this feed the beast pact is nice because it takes vanilla Minecraft and adds enough to it. It just it just whether you want to call it obsessed or addicted or all these other stupid terms. I mean, it'll run its course like it always has. Right. Uh, uh you, you you know. It just it just adds enough in it again to get you you know like literally and this if Glacinator actually hears this he'll probably this will probably seal him out of joining us at all. I literally have some power armor now that I can pretty much run on top of water. So I'm just motorboating along. I mean it takes power and the downside to it is and it's happened to me a couple times. If you run out in the middle of a deep ocean, it's problematic. It's mm-hmm. a long damn swim back. <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> so, I mean, it's it's a nice change of pace. It's still nowhere near as, as you know, brutal as Worm can be when you're really having a tough run of luck. Right. But at the same time, it, it, it's kind of refreshed or given a new paint job to Minecraft and allowed you to, you know, have a lot of fun with it. Um, it's kind of funny because one of the people playing with us, uh, I expected to get into the farming and, 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 and that kind of aspect of it. Um, mm-hmm. and there are a ton more trees. There's bees. You can, you know, make honey and, and, and crossbreed bees and pollinate flowers and all that stuff. And hilariously enough, she's caught the same disease 
the the dude running the server and I have. Oh, I've got an engine now. I've got this now. I thought, oh shit, here we go again. She's just as bad as we are, you know. <laughs> because he's like two steps ahead of me. He's got freaking matter generators and crap running inside this mountain, and I'm like, I'm probably oh, wow. a step behind him, you know. I've got all these biogas and uh, renewable fuel engines running. <laughs> <laughs> at the bottom of my mountain. And, oh, it's just, it's ridiculous because once you get it going and you go, well, okay, I'm tired of feeding this thing by hand. How do I automate it? And so then you automate it and then the automation screws up. And so you're like, how do I fix that? I mean, it just becomes this never ending hole that you can fall into. Mm-hmm. And the funniest thing is, is when we were discussing doing this, the one, the one mod I actually wanted to play with, the Railcraft mod, where it's kind of taken railroads and made them just something new entirely almost. I haven't even touched it yet. Mm-hmm. I'm in the process. <laughs> wow. But it could it could be a couple weeks. We'll see. I mean, you get too much. It's like eating your favorite food every day for a week. Right. You know, you do too much of it. Um, I'm hearing rumblings. We'll be taking a break this weekend to play Age of Conan or something else. <laughs> and to be quite honest, I think they were expecting some resistance. But uh, truthfully, I think that's probably a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Something else. Um, so, so that's the long, long extended version of what we've been playing. Um, uh, now that we've done all that, I don't even feel like fucking arguing about, or I don't even feel like ranting about Beyond Two Souls. I guess I'll say this much, you know, you know, cause Name Redacted 2's new game came out. It's got about a 73 on Metacritic because once again, you can have the most beautiful manifesto to digital mas- masturbation ever. And it ain't got no fucking story. Smart people aren't going to like it. Or people that don't have their editor's hand stuffed up their ass like a puppet. Um, so, I, I, I just, I mean, I try hard. I'm not perfect. I'm talking about just me. John has nothing to do with this, and neither does Glacinator, even though he's absent and we can throw him under the bus as much as we want. Um, until next week when I pay dearly for it. Uh, this will be the one episode he decides to listen to. It's like that motherfucker. I'll get him. Uh, anyway, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think I think you I think you have a, a pass since he was the one who decided to do an impression of you when you weren't here, which I still haven't listened to. <laughs> this week, this week I have a viable excuse, and it has been just one fucking messed up week. So it's not been. I've not been. Shit just has not got back into a routine since I've been back. <laughs> Apparently, I can't leave. is is the clear thing here. Uh, anyway, that's sounds that's, like my work. Sounds like my work. Yeah, it has. Yeah, it has absolutely nothing to do with the podcast. Anyway, um, but anyways, what I was gonna say is I tried extremely hard to not say I told you so, but I'm saying it with the actual words. I fucking told you so. With a tear in my eye. No, yeah, no. With a hearty <laughs> belly laugh. No story again. He's. He, you can't make digital art and expect it to convey everything without the story. Are we understanding this now? I, I mean, hope so. F- oh, no. See, that's just it. I just can't wait to see when he finally says something. He hasn't yet. No. I really didn't want to do a show with any kind of fuck fucking format whatsoever this week from minute one <laughs> Monday. <laughs> so it was like, um, you know, so I, I really wasn't like waiting for him to say something because I was going to hold it over till next week. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And it's like I told you off air. I, hey, I've got my favorites. I've got people whose reviews I listen to, uh, including the apparently I'm not supposed to mention Jim Sterling. Uh, not because Jim told me not to. Uh, you know, but he and I have always, from the first fucking time I met him till today, even though we don't talk all that often, aren't as close as we once were. Him and I have always had the same pretty much attitude on on things of this nature. And and when I saw he gave it a five and said that it had its good points, but it really kind of needed a story to go along with the digital mocap suit art, I went, oh, for fuck's sake. Because and and I, I honestly believe I honestly believe I've gone so far now in my rage against dumbass that now I'm starting to feel sorry for the games because think of what they could be if an actual writer got turned loose on them. Mm-hmm. You know, not 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 some self massaging bunghole that seems to think you can convey everything. Uh, you know with polygon count I, it, you know it yeah. you know what it you would know, be I mean, I mean this this is the guy who said that they needed the power of the PS4 to finally create uh, the stories that they want to create you know and yeah is I, that I, going I, to be the excuse well it would have been okay if we'd held it over to the PS4 <laughs> no but, but like he's he's so focused on on, on the technology and Making it realistic, you know, looking. I, I, I guess it's just because it makes zero, or if it's even possible, less than zero sense to me. It would be like having a car with three tires and and the fourth one with a rim going. It's okay. It's still round. Mm-hmm. I, it, that's uh, you know, I, I I look at things. I get I guess because I look at things as 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 a unit. You know, you 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 have to have a certain level of parts to make a car go, or certain you know number and type of things. It's and that's almost true of everything. Um, not to bring up my day job, but in agriculture, you know, all the animals that you deal with have to have four legs. They were built, or however you want to put it, evolved to be balanced on four legs. They don't do super well when you remove one. It's yep. the same thing, you know. Although, if it had been a game with a story, it might have been enslaved. Lost, uh, <laughs> enslaved. I got lost on the enslaved. Fuck, that was a would have been a good segue if I hadn't fucked it up. Uh, <laughs> enslaved Odyssey to the West, because John and I are the only two that played it. That's why we're doing this. John brought it up, and he knew that I would need nothing more than a link to talk about it he knows me extremely well a little too, <laughs> little too well i'm starting to think uh because uh, the reason i say that well i'm done bitching about name redacted i don't give a shit if you like if you play the game and you like it because it's got mocap suit people fine fucking great I, I just prefer something with a fucking story it could be stick figures but if it has a story i'll play it luckily a game that we talked about on, especially me, to no end until people were even as sick of it as they probably are Minecraft and MMOs. Uh, Enslaved Odyssey to the West is coming out to PC later this week. Later this month, excuse me. Uh, I admit it's a little odd. It's, be calling, it's being called the... Um, Where'd it go, John? What did you say it was called? It was called a Premium Edition. Uh, premium Edition, which the... <sighs> Fine folks at Joystick, most days, are speculating it might have the Piggy's Perfect 10 DLC in it. 
you know, this is three years on, so of course you have at least three or four commenters down here, and yes, I braved the comments, which was probably dumb on my part, uh, that it's a cash grab. Uh, but I'm just happy it's coming to another platform for people to try. Mm-hmm. Because on, uh, unlike Beyond Two Suckers, it's a game with decent graphics, an apocalypse, post-apocalyptic setting that isn't Fallout colored, yeah. and a fucking awesome story. Yeah, I I, th- I think if this comes to, yeah, if this comes to Steam, um, I th- I think Steam is the kind of service that actually might give this this thing some some screen time on the main page uh, for people to get, to get aware of it because otherwise like when, when, back when we played it it got so little coverage um and and and, and marketing you know it was, it was really unfortunate i mean i i picked it up based on the pedigree of uh of ninja theory and you know and really really enjoyed it it was in my top my top 3 of that year and uh yeah, that gets a second chance at life. I, I think is a good thing. Well, you know, here's the the thing that always kind of struck me as amusing. Even if I don't generally like their reviews or agree with them, I at least glance at a lot of different sites' reviews. Mm-hmm. And almost every review I even scanned through about this game was positive. Yep, legitimately positive. It's one of the few times the critics agreed. And nobody bought it. You know, I, I, I don't... I, I want to think, and I admit there's probably bias here because of how much I loved it, how many times I've played through it. I want to say that, that, that maybe Ninja Theory is catching a vibe of um, uh, uh, Psychonauts. Yeah. Because a lot of people have talked about playing this game, and I have talked about loving this game. And that's the way it was with Psychonauts before I played it for the first time. Because I didn't play it when it was in its release window. You know, but the first time I played it, it's like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Now, that in, in the, uh, you know, uh, in the effort of full disclosure, I didn't play consoles a lot when it came out so you know that had a little something to do with it, with psychonauts but it's everywhere now yeah you can get it on, yeah on every every platform in some form or another so while it it may shorten ninja theory's leash the next time they want to do something like this i think in the end game it will be seen for the 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 really I don't want to call it a masterpiece although damn close the damn excellent game that it is you know and again it speaks back to knucklehead not all of the parts and pieces work perfectly you know platforming was a little dodgy at times even by somebody's standards that's not mine meaning meaning uh, I'm not the one that said that. It was really dodgy to me at times. Well, that's just because I suck at platforming. And, and you know, and and there were a few bits and pieces here that that were a little little you know wonky, but it, it melded together into a unit that worked super well. 
you know. Um, and that's the one. I mean, although I, can, I guess you could say if you really wanted to just be unclever hipster critical of it, that, you know, it had a story that's fairly well known in liter- literary circles and really well done. Um, so it didn't need much else. <laughs> Maybe. But that does bring up a point. Is, is If you have a just awesome story, can you get away with more than just awesome graphics? Or do you think it, it works the same way if you're missing a piece? Either direction. Say that again? Well, okay. Now, in Beyond Two Souls, supposedly the story yep. is just non-existent. Mm-hmm. But it's beautiful. Which I will say. Everything I've seen of it, it's gorgeous. Whereas Lost Odyssey, or <laughs> Enslaved Odyssey to the West, is okay, but has a really great story. Yeah. It, can you it, get it, further with one than you can with just you know with just story than you can with just graphics or is it or is it still missing pieces so it's not perfect or over the top good? Well, I, I mean, a lot of it comes down. You know, I, I I think a good story will get you far. You know, if it looks really if it looks really impressive, it's you know showing screenshots of an and videos of an amazing amazing amazingly looking game. You know, it's kind of easy to get that message out, and but you know, I, I think Enslave for for you know, it's a very pretty game when you when you, pull, you you know turn on and actually look at it, but it's using you know the Unreal Engine. And it's, it's not particularly stand out over other things, where where Beyond you know looks. I mean, I admit it. It look it looks incredible. The you know. But again, it's that marketing push, that buzz that that gets generated. You know, you know David Cage for what you say about him. He can he can make some buzz about a game, and and I I, I would I will, I'm going to make the assumption that, that that Beyond will sell a lot of copies just based on buzz alone. Right, but I'm talking on a on a, on an actual gameplay level. You know, I I wonder if the average gamer would get the same experience with a good story with crap graphics and possibly shaky controls versus a story, a game with no story, great graphics mm-hmm. and great controls. See, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Marketing and PR buzz and, and, and the fact that dumbass says anything he can to look at me, look at me, look at me. I'm a serious artiste. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just, I just I, count entirely. Yeah, I, I I think I think you can get games that have wonky controls. Like I, I mean, just think about you know Grand Theft Grand Theft Auto, right? You know those. Everyone always complains that the shooting controls and you know historically, I think I think Five does a good job, but historically have had really shitty shooting and. Ah, Four was okay. Oh well, well, I don't know. I'm, I'm just telling. I, I mean, from what right. I understand, but I could sold like gangbusters, right? You know, controls are one thing, but if a game, you know, and then they all look, they all, they all look pretty good. You know, and they looks pretty good. Well, that's you know a, what I mean. That's the overall I, per, per, perpetual problem, though. Grand hmm. Theft Auto is on number five. It's obviously got enough of a fan base to get to five. True. Uh, that's true. Dumbass gets by with the look at me, look at me, artiste horse shit. Yeah, that P, that that I bet sells a hundred thousand copies on Carrick value alone. 
you know, meaning rubbernecking value. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I think it takes, I think it takes a lot to get something like, like enslaved up there to the masses. But then again, there was a lot of make you think moments in that game. Mm -hmm. That may be becoming less of an uh, of a of a valuable thing in uh, in in electronic entertainment. Yeah, you know when people don't want to read more than five hundred words, mm-hmm. they want videos, uh, sports highlight videos condensed to god awful gifs. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, maybe you know, as much as as much as it's 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 a world that would eventually make me quit playing video games, if that's what it became in its entirety. Maybe Page, ha, I didn't say his name. Maybe Name Redacted Two has is tapped into the hive mind of of you know just brainless drooling sycophants like himself. Mm-hmm. You know better than we'd like to think. Oh yeah, it's not. It's the approach that 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 he takes to to make you make you a believer even before you've seen anything is not by accident. I again. I how can anybody? I am I too smart? Is that the fucking problem? Do I need to be hitting the head with a hammer a few more times? Which I'm sure a few people who listen don't listen, pretend they don't listen, would like. Well, I find because I find none it... of that. N- none of his shit from moment one. It's like he was like a snake oil salesman to me. Mm-hmm. It's like show me the baby. I don't want to hear your labor pain. Show me the baby. And then heavy rain comes out. And it's like oh for fuck's sake. Yeah, I mean I don't I don't know if it's so much you know like it's smarts or it's or it's you know being a being a bit of a skeptic or you know I need the proof. The proof needs to be in the pudding. You know what I mean? Well, in a lot of cases that is true. Skeptic and cynic. Because, and we've talked about this a hundred times, and it does have a lot to do with the, with the hobby we love. What even when I design something to build from scratch, I'm skeptical. I'm fairly certain it's going to work. Otherwise, I, it, you know, otherwise it wouldn't be going to the build it phase. But you always have to have a healthy sense of skepticism because, to again quote the MythBusters, failure is an option. Which is now a phrase I'm using in MMOs because it's it's seeming people are, are are just against dying. It apparently hurts their street cred, and so now I'm just saying death is an option <laughs> in video games as well. Because I mean that's the thing, you know. Uh, but but so, and I don't know. There was just always there's always been something about him that just struck me as fraudulent. Mm-hmm. You know, don't pay any attention to the man behind the curtain, and really, I mean. As much as the the show's body of work may prove otherwise, I love good art. I love gorgeous looking games. But but when that's your main focus, it, it makes me nervous instantaneously. Yeah, you know, I, I, I again, I, and it's a cliche I've used before, but hell with it. Shiny new Ferrari can look great. It ain't got a goddamn motor in it. What the hell do I care about a million dollar launcher? Mm-hmm. You know, it'll be interesting. I will keep an eye on on the sales numbers to see. I I can't see him keeping his mouth shut because he had a conniption fit, and I don't. Th- and I think Heavy Rain got higher scores than this one is right now. And it's been a full week, and it's at seven, basically. 
Yeah, and that's and that seven seems to be, which is why I put po- I posted in the chat. It's not just like there's lots of sevens out of tens. It's getting, it's getting lots of nines, and it's getting enough enough fours, <laughs> fours and fives to drag to 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 make the average seven as well. Well, one of these days, and I won't do it with his because I'm. I I I've been a little too harsh to him. So if it came out looking bad, there would be <laughs> there would be enough impropriety there that I wouldn't put myself in that position, even if nobody gives a shit, which I'm sure is pretty much the case. Mm-hmm. I I wonder, as you and I talked about, you know, there was only four Eurogamer arms of Eurogamer reporting 90s on there on the same fucking game. You threw out some of the redundancies and ridiculousness. Both ends of the spectrum, because I'm sure I usually don't look at even the text of the fours. I don't care who's writing it, if it's a reviewer I like or not. I, I, I suspect that the average may go up or down a little bit. Um, it's just like, well, what the hell was that, Planet PlayStation? That, that site shouldn't even be allowed on Metacritic. I've never seen them give lower than a 95. <laughs> you know? And, and as we've talked about 10,000 times on the show, sadly, there's industry fuckheads who take that shit as pure data. You know? And it's like, really? Yeah, that's not a real good... I mean, I won't even... You know, I know that guy. You know, Beyonce Souls could get a 7. Big deal. That ain't gonna stop it from selling a lot of copies. Yeah. You know, um, I, I just... I don't know. So, next thing, I guess, is there's three new Wii U bundles that hit the UK next month. Um, one of them will feature Wii Party U, Super Mario Brothers U, and Just Dance. Some Roman numerals. I'm sorry, but the headline banner is a little small, so I'm trying to read. And what the hell is the other game it comes with, John? Uh, the, well, all three of these new bundles contain two games. Uh the Wii Party U and Just Dance 2014 uh, have Nintendo Land plus the game that we just mentioned, but the Mario Brothers one has Mario Brothers U and Super Mario Super Luigi U, the downloadable uh, expansion. And so, you know, the the reason why I I uh, I, I mentioned these is just to to see what you thought about uh, bundles and whether or not you know, like Nintendo are very interested of course in, in sparking sales of the of the Wii U and you know throwing in uh you know games is attractive to a lot of people um whether they're whether just you know J- just dance is a pretty big powerhouse of a of a of a franchise we party you maybe you know I don't I guess that's debatable um though it looks like it also comes with a controller now that I'm looking at that photo so comes oh wow okay well, so this bundle comes with two games the Wii U itself and a motion what I assume is a motion plus controller huh how about that then I wonder how much this thing costs what's three hundred what's three hundred euros is it what I saw here way more than you want to pay in you in oh, oh, Canadian oh, oh, dollars oh, oh two hundred and fifty pounds hold on keep talking all uh I'll throw some computations in. Yeah, and so... Uh, tell, and so tell them about the 8-gig... What was it, 8-gig they're bringing back? Yeah, yeah. There was a, a story a while back that Nintendo were, were taking back a lot of their 8-gigabyte, uh, the white Wii U's, the, the basic uh, systems, 
and from from GameStops, I believe. Um, I, I didn't really hear much after that after that first report, but uh, yeah, in in the in the Wii U party, uh, we party you and uh, and Just Dance uh, bundles. Lo and behold, the eight gig uh, Wii U is back, uh, and it makes me wonder if they took them and repackaged them into bundles. Well, it's 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 smart. Uh, initially, I thought maybe they were going to upgrade the mem- the the uh, the hard drive space in each of these white ones, and then you know, hey, look, we have deluxe white ones now. But you know, maybe bundles was the way to go. Uh, for me, I will say bundles. You know. Including games is 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 definitely attractive. I mean, I when 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 the Wii came out, it was bundled with uh, you know Wii Sports. That was a big deal. Uh, and then later on, they came out with the Mario Kart uh, Wii bundle, which I think also did very well. Um, the 3DS came out had a Mario Kart bundle as well. Uh, so you know, there's there's definitely benefits. I, I think I even bought my 3DS because it was bundled with two games at the time. It was, uh, it was, the, it was the tipping point. Uh, the price, they had just had the price drop, and I, I believe at the time I had gotten uh, Nintendogs uh, and the Nintendo, the 3DS Nintendogs, and something else. Was that? Oh yeah. Oh, I ended up buying Mario, uh, Super Mario 3D Land at the time. So. You know, for me, it's attractive, and I think it's some it, it's it's a smart thing to do. Even though you know, part of my brain thinks it's a little bit desperate. You know, here's some games here, here, here. please buy, 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 please buy, please buy now. <laughs> so, but if that works for them, you know, I would say uh, good for them to. Uh, you know, we're talking about breathing new life. If if, if this works out for them. Uh, I hope it does. Just, uh, just as a, an aside, this is in the UK now. Um, this hasn't been announced for the North for North America uh, yet. I, I, you know, apparently this was already, these bundles were already in Japan. Uh, now they're coming to the UK, and it has to be in North America next. Um, that would be three hundred ninety-nine US dollars. So four hundred bones for the Wii U uh, plus two games. And because the original eight gigabyte uh, Wii U didn't come with uh, Nintendo Land at all, only it's, the black, only the black one. It's even more expensive in Canadian dollars by about fifteen. You guys are still ahead of us just enough that it's four fifteen fifty six in in. Okay, well, well, let, let's break it down uh, in in normal pricing. So the so the so the eight gigabyte system. Uh, well, when it came out, it was 250. I think now it's. Uh, let me think now. Well, the well, the, each of those games cost probably 50 bucks, and 40 to 50 bucks. So you can probably pick up Nintendo Land uh, very cheap right now, <laughs> uh, used, but a brand new copy is still probably 30. 30. So we'll say, well, let's go with the average. Let's say it's 40 bucks for two games. Forty bucks each, and the controller. I think Wii U controllers are still forty dollars, maybe maybe thirty. So you're getting, you know, eight, an eighty dollar value on top of the system. And what'd you say it was com- converted? Four fifteen Canadian, three ninety nine US. Four fifteen. So it's yeah. Hmm. So you're still talking three hundred plus. Eh. Uh, it's not a. I mean, I guess it's not much of a great deal after all, though I think 
I'm trying to see if there's anything extra. Oh, you get the Nintendo Network Premium membership, which means you get to upgrade. You get you get uh, rewards for buying digital stuff. That's about it. Anyway, I think is that about it for the or the the extra stuff you get. Well, yeah. I mean, comparing we did it for fun, but comparing USD is it just CD, I guess, uh, and and pound sterling, it's not a super fair comparison. That's mm. I mean, UK gamers are always getting hosed. There ain't no two ways about that. But, um, you know, my thing is, is I, I wonder, you know, everybody attaches the, oh, is this Nintendo's another f- flailing, grasping attempt at getting the Wii U out there? I, they came out with Wii bundles not too long after launch of the Wii. I wonder if this is just pretty much was part of the plan from the start. That's what I wonder. You know, whether the, you know, I mean, in in the time frame it comes in, you know, it, it makes it more suspect. But I, I have this feeling, knowing Nintendo, that it probably was planned all along. Hey, how about that? There's a Lego City Undercover bundle as well. Really? Yeah, I just, I just clicked the link that takes you to the Nintendo UK store. And, yeah. There it is for two forty nine. Though it it, it, only, it only has Lego City undercover. It doesn't have. Well, I think I think getting um, Nintendo Land in there in a bundle like they did with Wii Sports is probably something they need to do. Period. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's let's just take out the take out of the picture any hope of catching Sony or Microsoft. Uh, at this point, but but just making enough of a profit to go at it again next round, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and again, this thing's been out what a year. Yep, we got a ways to go. They're not oh, in good shape, but we got a ways to go. Um, here's an interesting one for you. I didn't touch this when I saw the poll. Because I don't like polls. I think they're ridiculous. I think politicians use them too much. I don't like focus groups in gaming. That kind of shit. You know, when you get a bunch of 12-year-old e-penis billies in there that want to kill dudes in one shot and be awesome. So I didn't touch this when it came out. But but you wrap it all in this one under this one kind of headline or bundle. It, it becomes a, a little more interesting. Um, this came from Games Industry International. Head tech buyer for John Lewis Stores, which is a UK store, chain of, uh, chain of department stores, gives edge to Microsoft's console, citing appeal of game lineup. Uh, blah, 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 intro bullshit. Uh, Jonathan Mars, the head technology buyer for, for John Lewis, speaking to trusted reviews recently, Marsh gave the edge to... Microsoft's latest. We are expecting more interest in the Xbox One. We are stocking both uh, the PS4 and the Xbox One, but if we were to back one, we were thinking the Xbox One will appeal a bit more to our customers in terms of the experience it creates. Marsh also cited the Xbox Live service and the Xbox One lineup of launch software as factors working in MS's favor, saying the game should hold considerable appeal to the store's customer base based on what we've experienced in the past. 
Uh, Marsh isn't the only one high up on the Xbox One. Analyst Colin Sebastian said that he expects both systems to be supply-constrained. The Xbox One could wind up ahead by virtue of outshipping the PS4 by a 3-to-1 ratio this year. However, not every indicator is tilting Microsoft's way, and this is the part I skipped a couple weeks ago and ignored. A consumer poll in the U.S. last month found 25% of those surveyed were likely to purchase a PS4 this year, compared to just 15% for the Xbox One. Uh, uh, Who do you believe, if anybody? (laughs) The poll or or the report? You mean? The poll or the tech buyer and the analyst... Oh. Or are they all full of fucking shit? <laughs> I I I don't I don't think it's something that you're going to be able to predict with any kind of realistic, you know. I mean, the systems are so bloody similar at this point, you know. Like it, they may as well be the same system except for the exclusive games. I don't think I don't think you're going to be able to predict it. I, I mean, if I was to go with my gut, I would. I'm thinking Sony might pull ahead, but but you know. I, I think it's going to be so neck and neck. It's 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 not going to be funny. So you don't put any faith in either. Nah, not really. Me neither. I I, I think I think polls are even. I I mean I'm I I tend to give analysts that aren't name redacted one and a couple of other cronies like him, uh, who I'm starting to firmly believe with each passing week think they're ten times smarter than anybody else in the gaming industry from the sewer level like us to, you know high-value sites to the actual fuckers making games. Uh, but if I had to give an edge, just because of my skeptical and cynical nature, I would give it to somebody who actually buys tech, is doing buying for a giant department store chain. <laughs> you know? Uh, but I, I, I think I think, I think it's it, it's a case of, you know, name redacted one said, oh, well, the Wii's going to do spectacular. You know, which he wrote drunk one night after <laughs> after his third bottle of wine and just happened to hit the nail on the head. And now everybody thinks he's a fucking swami, uh, you know, but I, I'm le- I'm more skeptical of polls because how many of these are re-edit derp derps? X-Bone, X-Bone. Look, at the, that's its name from now on, X-Bone, you know. In fact, there's a couple gaming sites I no longer read because they refuse to stop using it. It's it. Not only is it not that clever, but you pitchfork and torch types got what you want. So shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and then uh, let's do one more. Let's do this one because uh, it kind of made me chuckle given our discussion last week. The headline is Nintendo's Iowata doesn't fear failure. <laughs> He's got our podcast bugged. Um, <laughs> Nintendo president wants to keep wants the company to keep taking risks and innovating. In a talk at the B Camp Startup Conference in Osaka, Japan, Nintendo president Satoru Iwata explained that I got that right for once. Holy shit! Mm. Uh, and I'm not drinking. Uh, I usually do better when I'm drinking. Pronouncing names don't fucking add. probably because I don't care. Uh, explain that company does not fear failure. Iwata characterized Nintendo as a company that innovates and takes risks. There's a kamikaze joke in there somewhere, but I'm not just not going to do it. Um, when we talk about Nintendo, we cannot ignore former president Hiroshi Yamauchi, who just recently passed away, said Iwata. According to the two translations by the bridge, he always said that if you have failure, 
you don't need to be concerned. You always have good things and bad. And this reflects the history of Nintendo. If you do the same thing as others, it will wear you out. Nintendo is not a company, is not good at competing, so we always have to challenge the status quo by making something new rather than competing in an existing market. I want to explain that Nintendo has always gone against the grain, highlighting some of the company's past successes. Uh, yada, yada, yada. What, um, wait a minute. It's often called the... Actually, I'm going to read the rest of this. My apologies. Whoever's left. It's often called the Blue Ocean Strategy, looking for something that no one else is working on. When we created the DS, people said it was strange to have a dual display. And people said elderly people don't play games. But they did... No, oh, by the way, they do, and don't call my mom elderly or should kick your ass. But they did uh, opening the first door is when things are more interesting. Will America accept cute monsters? No, they said. Some people even recommended to have, make to make Pikachu more muc- more muscular. That would have just been even funnier. If we followed the advice, Pokemon would have never been the success it was. Brain training, yada, 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 yada. Uh, your take. <clears throat> I think it's I, I think there's some truth in what he's saying, but then you know you look at some of the some of the game decisions they've made and and it, it, you know how they've kind of fallen into the iterative uh, release uh, of things like Mario Kart and stuff without really changing a whole lot. Uh, yeah, there's I mean there's some truth there historically uh, for Nintendo. They they do they do tend you know we talked about the uh, making you know or the Pat Man mentioned about making. Uh, software for the hardware and, and coming up with new ideas and things like that, yeah, it, it's there. Um, I wish we I wish we saw it more on the with the Wii U so far, but you know maybe that maybe that'll come. Maybe maybe he'll surprise us. The hardware is innovative. Yeah, that controller alone makes it so. Xbox Glass wouldn't exist if that controller didn't exist. I firmly believe in whatever Sony's doing. PS Vita, yeah, compatibility. Well, which I mean, was I, a smart move on Sony's part. Sorry to cut you off, but which was a smart move on Sony's part. It's like, fuck, we got this handheld nobody wants. Mm-hmm. With it, <laughs> you know. Well, well, I mean, the the Vita, the Vita wouldn't be what it is without you know the success of touchscreen interfaces between between the DS, you know, original DS, and you know, of course, the iPhone has to has to have an impact, but you know. They would, they it would, it wouldn't have those those features, and smart glass is definitely a, a an offshoot of that of that as well. Well, Microsoft kind of had it easy in that regard because while it probably will get used on very few Surface tablets, Microsoft already had a built-in answer to that in their minds. You know, I use smart glass on my <laughs> Google Nexus Seven. It's not a fucking Microsoft product. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly, and, and truthfully, I might have tried to surface out if it wasn't so damn expensive. Plus, my surfer, or plus my uh, Nexus was a Christmas gift, one I like very much. Uh, you know, so they kind of already had something built in. It's now up to them to to do something with it to make it more a part of the experience, and that's something that the Van Man, Can Man, Pat Man on his way to somewhere. Uh, sorry, joke ran out of steam. Uh, we, we got them all out last week. Uh, has been harping on, I think, some on his recorded segments and some to me in Facebook, is that Nintendo is not capitalizing on what, what, the, what the tech can do. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like um, Ting. I almost called him Dingle. Tingle on the pad for the for the Zelda HD paint job extravaganza probably would have been pretty damn awesome. Yep. The Tingle e- tuner. Mm-hmm. So I mean. Yeah, in a way, Nintendo... I mean, just listening to him say we don't fear failure... I, I don't know. It's just after last week's, it just strikes me as funny. Because in a way, reading that translation, you almost want to believe him. You, you know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, in a way, I guess because they, him, Reggie, and Miyamoto have done so many amazing things, it's almost I almost catch myself going, well, okay, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe what I said last week was completely wrong. <laughs> you know, even though I felt, uh, you know, really strong about what I was saying last week off of his one set of comments. Yep. You know, so I just, I, I it's f- funny as it goes on week to week. Um, oh, I guess we'll touch on this last one, even though not too many people... Um, know about it i we did we touch on the fact that activision is trying to become its own company again activision blizzard i don't think so oh yes vivendi has been trying to get rid of them for a couple years uh quietly at first and and uh now not um but there was an injunction filed to stop it um I'm not sure why this injunction was filed, but, but essentially Activision Blizzard was trying to buy itself from Vivendi or buy Vivendi's stake in the company. Um, but the Delaware Court of Chancery blocked the sale due to a lawsuit filed against Activision by shareholder Doug Hayes. Oh, that explains it. He must be a Carl Ichikan light. Hayes argues that the sale required the approval of shareholders to proceed. Vivendi filed an emergency appeal. So with the injunction gone, uh, it looks like Activision Blizzard will be independent by October 15th. Hmm. Uh, The deal will actually have ASAC2, an investor group led by Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotak, Buying 172 million shares from Vivendi for 2.34 billion, and Activision Blizzard buying 429 million shares for 5.83 billion. I said that correctly, by the way, for those of you not understanding that the video game industry is pretty big business. 2.34 billion and 5.83 billion. Uh, the transactions would give Activision control over Vivendi's 61% stake. Uh, Wedbush Securities, which employs that one fuckstick, expects Activision stock to outperform once the deal is completed with a 12-month price target for $22 per share. Uh, is this going to... You know, the, there's a, the other reason that I didn't talk about this one on the podcast. This is clean out the fridge night. Is because this injunction got filed the week I was going to do it. Um, <laughs> and I went, well, fuck that. I'm, I had a hard enough time explaining that. Probably put all the business haters to bed as it was. Uh, it, I saw speculation on any changes within Activision Blizzard with them owning themselves again. 
I, I don't see how this is going to be any different for gamers in the in the stuff they produce. Because Vivendi's kind of, even though they had a 61% stake, they've kind of really not had a hands-on approach in a long time with Activision or Blizzard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'd like to know what 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 the plan is after they after it happens, you know? Like there there had better be some some hot fires in the in the cooker. <laughs> well again, it, it's almost an it's almost like Nintendo. Actually EA and Activision both are almost like Nintendo. Mm-hmm. why create you know, I mean, whether it's the Activision side or the Blizzard side, why create and, and, and get innovative when you have cash cows that continually pump out cash? Yeah, I mean, if you're if you can spend, and and they can call it an investor group, it's it's a to put it in layman's terms, so it's not so business businessy. Activision's buying itself for seven, almost eight billion dollars. Mm. Yeah, that's a lot of bread. <laughs> that's a lot of fucking copies of COD, and wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, unless that's the strategy, is that you know we're just gonna let, let the cash cows pump it out. You know. Well, that's why I don't see that. You know, some gamers. I saw some rumblings, and not even in sewer pits like Reddit. That you know, or I'll, or I'll, maybe, maybe things will change now that there's not some giant Italian media corporation owning them. You know, because I can't remember if Vivendi bought Blizzard first or Activision first. They bought one. I think it was Blizzard they had a hold of. Which really pissed me off at the time that they weren't an independently owned company anymore, uh, and then Activision got involved there somehow, and now looks like um, they, it looks like they're going to be. A, but I, that's not going to change anything when COD breaks records supposedly, mm-hmm. even though you have to be the NSA to find out what the MPD sales numbers are, uh, and fuck, even the NSA probably can't find out. Uh, and, 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 you know, WoW's losing subscribers, but not enough to make Blizzard get off their dead ass. You know, when they're still Koreans starving to death in the internet cafes playing StarCraft 2. <laughs> you know, there's no incentive. Which, actually, one final thought for me, and, and then I think we are done. I think we've bored them to tears enough. Do you remember in university or college, whichever part of the world you come from, did you do your better work when you were in a panic? So I sure as fuck did. <laughs> yeah, definitely when the when when the when the pressure's on. Uh, yeah, you 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 do you do tend to you know perform at a higher level, or as I found of me anyway. And that, now it's always been my belief with everybody, but don't take it personal. That while that is true, you're generally pulling shit straight out of your ass. I, I mean, it's really just, you know, which it, that term has always been derogatory, but I don't know. <laughs> I've seen some pretty amazing stuff, <laughs> you know, in in last minute caffeine fueled panics the night before a term paper is due. <laughs> um, I, you know, the funny thing is, is I, 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 I as an aside, I, I always... I never felt more confident in those than the stuff I gruelingly researched and had, you know, was on the fourth revision of. I just didn't give a fuck anymore. I gave less of a fuck when it was last minute than I did when it was done two weeks to a month in advance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, what's the most concise thing that I can say here, and then 
that that is my my thesis or my my opinion for this project. Yeah, I, I've 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 been there for sure. Well, I I have a distinct, and then I will bring this back to video games, folks. I have a distinct memory. Uh, I did a giant agricultural appraisal project. It was 158, 60 pages long, and not a lot of pictures for those of you that enjoy that on the internet. Uh, more graphs than anything. Anyway, uh, and I rem- when I got it done, I printed it. It was bound as it was, you know, as by the terms of the project from the professor, and and it sat on my desk for like a, a two three days before it had to be turned in. And my girlfriend at the time said, have you, have you looked through it? No. You're not going to look through it? No. If after six months, <laughs> it's not done, it's fucking over. <laughs> you know, there comes that point where you just have to just say, it's done. Cut the cord. Yeah. And, and, and the problem is, I, I think that video game innovation and almost any inv- innovation it comes in the same kind of cauldron. You know, they, they, they say that in uh, apparently it's not as funny as I think it is, but I a lot of people, you know, the cliche is, is, is necessity is the mother of invention. Anytime somebody trots out that cliche, I go, bullshit, panic is the mother of invention. <laughs> Because if you think about it critically, that's probably more accurate than 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 anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I I've, I've not only in my college years but in other years, and and I think that's the problem. You know, I and I, I wish more gamers would put themselves in that role. I mean, as much as I like poking fun at COD and WoW at times, that's what it is. You know, I'm not so cynical and skeptical that I don't care, you know, that I that I'm pissed off they exist, that I'm pissed off people enjoy them, that I'm pissed off that they sell millions of copies. Uh, you know, it's like the cult of Apple. It's lemmings to the sea. It's fair enough to understand why it happens. And and, and again, if that's, you know, how how people want to spend their money, I'm all for it. Uh, but if you put yourself in their shoes you could begin to understand why why you would not want to do anything else. Why rock the boat? You know, it takes little studios like Ninja Theory to push a game that only sells 500,000 copies mm-hmm. in its first few months out. You know, that scenario kind of reminds me of the, the current state of, to, to go on a tangent, pro wrestling right now. There's a lot of problems with, 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 the, uh, with pro wrestling in terms of what they're coming up with in terms of storylines and angles and stuff that is so stale. But there was a time in the late 90s when, when uh, Vince McMahon and his company were on the verge of going under because they, uh, they weren't selling tickets. They were, they, were, they, were lo- they were losing out to the rival company. And, and, that was, and that was the point at which they started coming up with some of their best stuff. You know, they're, they, they're back against the wall and it's time to, to, to make, it, make it happen. So... Uh, but that also speaks to another point, though, of uh, almost in a tangent, and you can apply this to video games and tech as well. The Attitude Era, for everything that it was, was a once-every-generation type chunk uh, uh, of that genre, of that realm of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm not talking just WWE. I'm talking also the WCW and 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 what role they played in that. Mm-hmm. You can't recreate that. You can't get back to that level instantaneously. Oh, it's 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 lightning in a bottle, right? I think you have to have this struggle. Uh, you know, I, I Pat and I have two completely 180 out views of Daniel Bryan. And so I know a little bit about what's going on because Pat and I have argued about him. He hates him. I think he's great. Uh, <laughs> so part of the problem is, is Pat's really only seen his WWE stuff. I've really only seen his indie stuff. Right. It, it's kind of like comparing hand grenades and nuclear missiles. Really? Yeah. But it also leads me to believe that that, that the creative team is struggling mm-hmm. mightily with with... And I wonder at times if the PG commandment has ha, has stifled that. Now, I'm not I, saying I, you should go back to <laughs> The Rock versus Mankind in you know in, in, in an empty arena where Mick Foley got even more brain cells knocked out of him. Yeah. No, I, I don't. I don't think it's the PG. I, I think they're they they've spent too much time willing to rest on the. On you know the the laurels of 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 uber stars like John Cena and I mean it's uh, I won't get into a whole professional wrestling chat now but but like it's is what we're talking about with the video games the cash cows that make money that sell lots of merchandise sell lots of copies for video games you know the things that that churn the money and keep the keep those guys on top and not try new things new people like there's a, there's definite parallels because they're they're getting to the, you know, they're hitting the roadblock. Is well, we've been relying on these cash cows for so long. The new, the new innovative things are not catching on because we didn't, we waited too long. We've, you know, it's not, we don't have the idea. We haven't been fostering new ideas, so we, ha- so therefore, we really have no ideas at the at the moment. Well, I t- I'll tell you where one other place this ties in, and it ties in nicely to your wrestling thing. Apple and Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Apple's a little further behind in this in this thing, but you, Apple and Microsoft have now replaced a once in a lifetime leader. And I've been having this debate with with one of the guys I play MMOs with. It's usually when he and I are the only ones in voice chat, and we've been battering it back and forth. Now, Jobs and Gates are co- two completely different people. Totally, you know, uh, Jobs was much more outgoing in my way or the highway and that's why it cost him some of the things it cost him over time and gates was more business-minded in 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 securing and going about it quietly but securing an empire for himself through not underhanded methods but more maybe on the sly but all these struggles that microsoft's having right now apple's gonna have you can mark it down here on tape, October 10, 2013. They're going to have them. You don't replace <laughs> a Steve Jobs and a Bill Gates. You know, and that, and that's why I've always been a little easy on Balmer, and I will continue to be a little easy on Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple. Who'd want that fucking job? <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, the billions and blah, 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 and the rich get richer stuff. But, but seriously... I mean, you might as well just stuff your head in a crock pot or a pressure cooker. 
it might be less painful. Yeah, it's like stuffing somebody else in the in the jumpsuit after Elvis died. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and the, but the, but how, the ultimately we could debate this, giving fine examples every you know across all genres. But the question becomes is how do you break that? How do you break that cycle? Yeah. You know, how do you rebuild again? And I think unfortunately, and this this harkens back to agriculture too. We talk about a lot of times in agriculture, everything has a limit of your cycle. Well, it's crops or, or you're selling cows or sheep or whatever, you know, and you just hope that you make enough money at the peak of the cycle to suffer, to, to, to survive the lean times. Uh, I, I would never in a million years put a, a, a year number on, on anything in technology or wrestling or, and I think at times 11 years is a little, a little, uh, a, a little too linear to be putting on something as varied and mother nature dependent as agriculture. But I, I think that you have to have the struggles to innovate again. The problem with video games, watch that, tying it all back in, is it takes so long to get to the struggles. How many years has COD been selling millions? Hint, before Modern Warfare 1 came out, for those of you that weren't born when the original was on PC. I played that. I played nothing but that game for a year. The original <laughs> Call of Duty. Modern Same Warfare, with, you mean? No, 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 no. Well, yeah, that was damn close. No, the mm. original mm. World War II Call of Duty. I bet I played that every night online for almost a year. And pretty damn close with Medal of Honor, uh, which a lot of the guys from the Medal of Honor development team made Call of Duty eventually. Now they're almost all at respawn. Uh, you know, so so that's that becomes the problem. Activision and EA to a certain extent haven't gotten to the struggling part where 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 you get the oh shit. It's eleven thirty at night and I got a twenty page term paper to do tomorrow. Yep. It'll be interesting. I think Apple will hang on longer than, than Microsoft has. Uh, unless they try to get into gaming. See, that's the other thing why when we've talked about Apple gaming, I've been kind of, you know, roll my eyes kind of <laughs> type shit. Mm-hmm. Because much as Steam's about, or much as Valve's about to find out, you know, it's pretty easy to dominate in one area and then move. If I, if I was going to give anybody a decent shot at it, I'd say Apple might be my choice. Uh, but then again, Jobs isn't here. So yeah. it, it all becomes very... Was there one other thing that you were thinking about talking about tonight? Do you have anything else? No, that was it for me. Just the the, the Wii U and uh, and uh, enslaved. Now let's get the hell out of here. Um, if you'd like to get in touch with us about anything we talked about tonight, um, and and these two man shows are always fun because then John and I can just sit here and debate back and forth and bullshit for two hours. It's not that we can't with Glacinator. I don't know. Somehow when you add any third person, <laughs> it becomes a little different. Um, but if you'd like to get in touch with us and haven't heard how as of yet, we got ways you can do it. We have a Facebook. It's WonderPod Online. All one word. WonderPod Online. Send us a friend request. You're not a bot. We'll accept it. Uh, the show is on a number of places, depending on how you found it the first time. If you have indeed found it for the first time. It's on iTunes. Just go look in the store. I have it from a reliable source that I was talking to last night that it is, in fact, still in the store. 
kind of sad that I don't go look that up every once in a while myself. Uh, if you don't like iTunes, which we know some people don't, it's at archive.org. You can just search WonderPod, or you can search WonderPod in the episode, like this one, 179. Uh, if you don't like either of those, we have a website that's called wonderpodonline.com. A little bit of wrestling, our very own gun sages back with some really interesting articles on different RPGs and things of that nature, and one on GTA. Uh, but I also post the podcast there. The reason I do that, partially for archival purposes and partially because I add an embedded player. When I was listening to an Ask Tana podcast, I always appreciated an embedded player because then I could just listen to it in one browser window while I went about my day. So you would like to do that too. You can go to wonderpotonline.com and do so. We have YouTube channels, some of which may get some use because I'm thinking about filming some Minecraft videos. Oh, Lord, here we go again. Uh, we have the 36Wii YouTube channel, which is kind of on hiatus, but he has some good stuff in there. You should go look at it. We have our good buddy Chris Lloyd's Fanish YouTube channel. He's always got funny and interesting stuff on there. Uh, the WonderPod Online YouTube channel, which if I remember right, which if I remember right, upload time, that's usually where Minecraft and site-related videos go. My YouTube channel, which you can find. Good luck. Uh, Glacinator's got a YouTube channel. He, he's got all kinds of neat art animation stuff on there and some Super Me Boy playthroughs and other stuff. Oh, shit. We have a Twitter. It's at WonderPodOnline, all one word, at WonderPodOnline. None of that works for you. we got an email address. It's WonderPod at WonderPodOnline.com. WonderPod at WonderPodOnline.com. Or you can follow me on Twitter. Then you can be part of the Rap Battle shenanigans. At O R I G I M, <laughs> or you can follow <laughs> fuck, or you can follow John on Twitter <laughs> at John Keo J O N K E H O E. Just to be an ass, I'd give to Rogers, but it's too fucking hard to say on the air. So until episode one eighty, I am Bruce McGee. I'll have to practice my rap battle. See ya, people. <laughs> Cheers, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>